Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? Read? What's happening? Am I dead? I bet you like zombie books. I like food. Do you have food? You don't need food at dividedbyzerobooks.com. It's full of nutrient-rich science fiction. Ugh, I'm stuck in an ad, aren't I? Once I stop talking, reality will collapse until someone plays this ad again. This isn't the first time we've had this discussion, and it won't be the last. Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? I have a a sense of peace that I'm not sure I've ever known. That I'm sure ebbs and flows with the tide, like most things. But I'm not anxious. Not really. I had a check-in with my therapist today. He calls every month or two. Just say, hey man, how we doing? And lately, even though life has continued to be unpredictable, it has continued to be terrifying and heartbreaking my answer has been I'm doing pretty good (laughs) I'm handling it which is not something I could have honestly said two years ago at the first anxiety check in I did I look back to that guy And remember how he was trying to hold the whole world on his shoulders. Regardless of how small his shoulders really were. I'm looking at myself now. And I don't try to hold the whole world on my shoulders. Just my little piece of it. I learned that I can move on. (laughs) I can move forward. And that's certainly not something I could do two years ago. Nobody is living rent-free in my head. In March of 2020, they sent us home and told us to not get sick. Best of luck. And the day-to-day of my life has been pretty similar since work from the house scoop the litter boxes water the garden not a lot's changed there and I spent the pandemic learning how to deal with anxiety I started this podcast as a way to feel connected during the pandemic during isolation during lockdown I started this podcast as a way to supplement to feel like I was less alone maybe and lately 
the world's as open as it's ever going to be. This is as good as we get. And I was still, up till recently, in the last six months, I was still dealing with old demons, the old monsters. And it was hard to move on from things when the day of the day of your life was so repetitive. It's easier to process things when you don't feel like you're repeating every day, right? You have to let go of the things that are hurting you. Because if you're so wrapped up in all the things that'll hurt you, at a certain point you understand them. At a certain point you know what happened. And at a certain point you know why you react to certain stimuli the way you do. You understand yourself and how things react and if something new happens you understand how to analyze it and grow from it. After a while you have the tools you need to be the man your wife deserves. And so at a certain point it's time to let it go. At a certain point you're missing life. At a certain point, the coping mechanisms that you use to make it through the isolation of the pandemic, like a podcast, or ways for you to hide from the world. And you don't got to be anxious anymore. You don't have to worry if you're going to have a bad experience because you know what not to do already. I'm in control of my life. <laughs> and anxiety doesn't really play a factor anymore. <laughs> And I think part of making peace with the monster under the bed is also making peace with your coping mechanisms that you used to use to distract yourself. Making peace with politics, which is what so many people use to distract themselves from their problems, from the day-to-day -day horrors of our society. I used to delve so deep into politics, the silly culture war nonsense so that I didn't have to think about what was going on in my own life because I have meaning outside of it, you know. I used to think that people picked a side because they were indoctrinated, because they didn't understand that there was a third option that 
there was a path to unity that we didn't have to be at each other's throats that someone who believed differently didn't have to be your enemy but I think it's simpler than that people pick their politics they pick their side and they pick their enemy because having an enemy and even in such a surface level farce that our politics have become gives them a sense of meaning there's meaning in having an enemy because that means they're important enough for someone to hate them for someone to be set against them and for some people that's the only meaning they'll ever divine in their lives because everything else is really really bad they don't have health care they don't have any money their kids hate them their parents hate them everything didn't work out nothing worked out and so the only meaning they can divine is the cartoonish two-dimensional political culture war that every aspect of our lives has to be shoved inside and I feel like I've broken free of much of that I'm glad that we didn't end up sending troops into Ukraine to fight the Russians directly. I'm glad that we're arming the local nationals there and the country. I'm glad that we're supporting them, but I'm glad that we're not sending troops in there. We shouldn't use troops if we don't have to. And... It seems like we're doing everything we can to keep the fight off of NATO's borders, which I'm all for, because everyone's gotten kind of what they wanted out of the Ukraine conflict, at least the American civilian populace has. They got all the good feelings, they got to see a country fighting for its life, they got to feel good about themselves and feel patriotic for a minute and sort of wash the taste of Afghanistan, pull out out of their mouths. And now it's up to Ukrainians to do it, to do all the heavy lifting, which it should be. I like that we're keeping them propped up. I'm liking that we're giving them a chance, but maybe they can burn out the Russians before they get to Poland. Because if they get to Poland, well, then that's NATO's doorstep. And then... All it takes is one nuke to get through. When I was four years old, one of my earliest memories is seeing my father on a hospital bed. He was 36, and he had a massive heart attack. 
And so, since I was four, I have been terrified of turning 36. I have been preparing to turn 36 my entire life. But maybe I don't have to be preparing for very real possibilities. Maybe all this time getting my head right, controlling anxiety, mastering it, learning to not let it control me, keeping an eye on my weight, keeping an eye on my stress, knowing my family medical history. Maybe I don't have to have a heart attack when I'm 36. Maybe I get to live a nice long life. <laughs> Maybe just because I'm named after the guy doesn't mean I have to follow in his footsteps. Like he followed in his father's. Maybe I get to be me. And I get to be strong. For a lot longer than 36. Wouldn't that be something?